Welcome back to Bye Time Stories. I'm Ali. She's. Me. What? Yep. Just say the full thing. Just say my name. (laughs) (laughs) Tell them who I am. I'm sorry. Tell them who I am. Okay, okay. Um, Welcome back to Bye Time Stories. I'm Ellie, and this magical little elf beside me is Jay. We're here to sing you softly to your sleep. We present the story of Michael Holm. Michael Holm was an excellent Swedish journalist. Born in 1933 in Gothenburg, he took the first step towards journalistic fame when he began working at TT, a news agency in Stockholm. It moved its offices to Malmö soon after, and he moved with it. We've been to Malmö. Pretty shit. Yeah, there's like, well, there's a castle. There was that windmill. Yeah. That was nice. The bridge was like... That yeah. was solid. The but... best part was the train journey in yeah. and out. Yeah. Uh, the in-between bottles was good. Malmö can boast that it was the setting in which Michael met his future husband, a Dutch man called Geert Stahl. Michael left TT and the couple began to work at the Danish Axelshus, the home of gay magazines, both erotic and political. Michael was well suited to be editor there as he spoke and wrote in all the languages they published in. Yeah, I can do that. Bonjour. Uh, je voudrais un petit éclair, mon maman. Mon maman. Mon maman. <laughs> Did I tell you? Actually, did I tell you about the time when we were in France and Nicole and I were in a patisserie and he tried to order some eclairs in French and the woman just looked at him like, get out of my face. He literally walked in. He was just like, bonjour, je voudrais trois eclairs, s'il vous plaît. I mean, to be fair. <laughs> get out of my shop. That's me whenever I try and do an anything. <laughs> like, just not even another language. Like, I'm just trying to, like, do anything just in my life. Just full British tourists. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, fast forward to the late 60s when Michael and Git decided to relocate to Stockholm and start a Swedish-language gay newspaper called Viking. But they later changed the uh, name to the very well-known Revolt. What what were they revolting against? The full name... Well, we can guess, <laughs> really, can't we? <laughs> the full name is Revolt Against Sexual Prejudice. That's pretty cool. That's very cool. There are a few things that I really like about Michael's reign as editor. He used his magazine as a space for artists such as Nigel Kent and Frank Weber to exhibit their work, as well as Gustav Salonius, who was the first openly trans man in Sweden. He also made a point of featuring erotic photographers such as Colin Clark and Herbert Tobias. Hey, hey, were, were their photos erotic or were they... get it? I think both. Ooh. I think probably both. Um, the thing I like though is that he was a really big fan of simple pornography of normal people and was quite vocally against the emerging, emerging um, American porn industry which was doing the exact opposite. On a later point he was also an honorary member of SLM in Stockholm and I was trying to find a good way to describe who they are so I lifted their tagline off their website and it might be my favourite piece of marketing ever. So it's SLM Stockholm, the club for men who have sex with men and get turned on by fetishes like leather, rubber, uniform, skinhead, worker, and or sports gear. (laughs) It's like, it's very broad. It's very broad. Um, (laughs) I like sports gear. Sports gear? Yeah. And or sports gear. (laughs) One thing I've gleaned from my research is that Michael was everywhere in the Nordic LGBT scene. In 1971, he called for and attended the first Pride Parade in Sweden with just 16 other people. He had press contacts in the US and Canada, Germany, the UK, Latin America, Catalonia, Italy, and uh, so many other places. 
Stigal Kopitishan tells the story in QX magazine of a time where he performed a handover of Revolt to a closeted gay man so that no one would see him buying it. It was done in a car park, like a drug deal at McDonald's, but then the guy took the newspaper and sped off without paying him. Peterson also uses the phrase Homer Pioneer to describe Michael, which I love. Revolt also followed the first Pride movements and demonstrations in Finland, so he's very well known there as well. Michael also spent the early 70s quite involved in RFSL, or the Swedish Federation for Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual and Transgender Rights. He wasn't even a member, but ended up as their international secretary such was his expertise. One of the things that changed during his time there was that the union would be open not only to homosexuals but to anyone who was sexually oppressed in society. Get it, Michael! <laughs> Revolt thrived until 1986 when Geert and Michael later moved to France. They lived together for 45 years. They retired to Nice where they spent their nights dancing to Helen Hareholm's He Is My Husband, a song which was played at both of their funerals. Geert died in 2012, and Michael's recent passing in 2013 means that most of what I've told you I've sadly read in their obituaries. Their ashes are scattered together at the crematorium Denise, under a tree planted at plot number seven. I'm fucking crying, oh my god. My thanks to Hannah Bettersdottervostvist in Swedish Historical Magazine, and Stig Peterson and John Voss in QX Magazine for the histories and obituaries. Good night, everybody. Sleep tight. So creepy. It's fine. You know, there's an edit function. Mm.